0: hi i'm Corey. i'm bill and together we host the in focus podcast today's episode is sponsored by gnome recording studios in nashville tennessee we'll tell you all about gnome at the end of the show today we're joined by co-owners of forerunner booba young and andrew swanson guys welcome to the show
1: it's good to be here
2: uh yeah thanks for having us are you sure? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, we got yeah. kids and it's Sunday, bro. I mean, <laughs> we're doing what we can do. Energy's up, man. All time high. All time high.
0: <laughs> he said, "We have kids and it's Sunday, and we're not there. Yeah. We're here. Yeah, exactly.
2: So <laughs> we're gonna take our hype. sweet time."
0: You guys also showed up with your own party favors.
1: Yep, you did, and thank you. You're
2: Which welcome. You Brought from Kentucky. I mean, what else are you expect? I mean,
3: we we like to host, man. We're host. Yeah, <laughs> even though you're hosting us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the the bourbon. Thank you.
2: Welcome. You're welcome.
3: Yeah.
0: Um uh, so let's get right into it. First of all, how do you two know each other? And then maybe we'll get into how we have met, but would love to hear kind of your origin story of the two of you and how forerunner came to be.
2: Would you like to go?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it starts in 1800 um when his great grandfather. No, sailed uh, across yeah. I, we both went to Western Kentucky University, and we were both in the broadcasting department. That's the short of it, and then the long of it is way longer. But
2: Yeah, we had directing class together. I think I was a class ahead of him, uh, but somehow this butthole got able to skip a lot of classes and <laughs> jump right into That's directing. Talent. <laughs> uh, but no, it was, it was uh, what was the first thing you said when you saw me?
3: Do you I mean, remember? I don't.
2: I don't either. Was it something terrible? Yeah, I was like, who's this asshole? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was directing. I mean, that was, we did. We got well, directing class. We have
3: a mutual friend who, Corey, you know. Barrett. Barrett was the uh, the connecting force because I knew him because he had already been insulting my work for years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't wait till he hears this. Uh, uh, he's no, going to be like, damn right. Yeah.
3: No, Barrett. Barrett is one of our really good friends, and he always has um, good notes we'll just say that good notes and so was barrett also in the program he was my my grade okay and so like i got to know him he knew swanson because they had a few classes together and then we did a directing project together and the rest was history
2: yep that was i mean yeah that's the short story that's how we met mm-hmm. nice and then
0: how many years later before forerunner became a thing
2: Nine and a half. Nine and a half, man it was a long time yeah, it went between. Um, I grad. I well in college, I started a company. Like I knew going into college, video production was like what I wanted to do. Not necessarily filmmaking, but video production. And so I knew exactly what I wanted to do and started a company there and tried to grow that for a decade, basically. Um, and so that's what I've been trying to do with a mix of other things that have happened. But we'll get into later with the the downsides of of life. We'll get into that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I. I
3: left college, got a job at a, I don't know if it's a mega church technically, but it's like 3,000 member there in Bowling Green. And I was doing a lot of their video work, and I got into audio, and I was doing a ton of stuff for them, and then got the opportunity to go be a production manager and a tour manager for an up-and-coming country artist. Ended up sticking with him for five years, and now he's seen lots of success, and I took a step back to... One, be home more, because, like, in touring, you're gone so much. All the time. Just Pre-COVID. So much. All the time. All the time. And so, at the end of 2019, I told the guys, hey, I want to start my own company and, and build this thing. And they were all very supportive. Um, and they uh, and I actually still have good relationships with all those guys now. But uh, we, about halfway through 2019, he got a random call from a, a Client, We'll just say client. No, you say
2: It's Comcast. It's Comcast.
3: Yeah. And they wanted, they have this division where they do tons of like low budget
2: commercials for people. in Local, and regional.
3: Local, regional. Right. And they lost their guy. They reached out to Swanson. Swanson's like, hey, I can't handle this workload. Would you want to like partner with me and some stuff? And I was like, dude, I'm actually thinking about leaving the road, starting my own company. And he's like, oh, well, that worked out. <laughs> Timing mean. and so yeah. and what's funny is like, we, we built this company on the idea that Comcast pitched us that they had tons of work and we've done like what five projects total yeah, in the last two years. The <laughs> expectations says,
2: I mean, they lit. So what happened there? Like they had a retainer agreement nationally with a company and Comcast at the top nixed it. And so all of these local regional markets all of a sudden didn't have their people um and so the it just so happened that the market that we're in bowling green south central kentucky clarksville somewhat nashville um that the person who was doing that work also got out so all of a sudden they have all this airtime they need to fill and need content to fill the airtime, and they don't want to run old shitty commercials and so they saw business website my business what uh, website set up and um we're like hey man we got we're gonna have hundreds of projects throughout the year. And it's like, when I first heard that, like, obviously you get excited when someone's like, Hey, I have a lot of work for you. Like
0: we're talking Comcast, like we're big talking deal. Comcast,
2: yeah. like legitimate Comcast. And I could get you excited pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And it did. And I'm like, Oh, you know, this is a game changer. Like this is, this is going to push it in that certain direction. And so I immediately was like, I got to find people. Cause I can't do this myself. There's no way, you know, you can't produce that much content by yourself and let alone, third party it at any kind of reasonable expense and so i've called the first person that i knew and trusted and knew did a good job that was the first two reasons because i trusted him and i knew he did a good job then he called me and then that person didn't him. answer and he <laughs> Buba. Yeah, yeah exactly i called scorsese and he was like yeah, i'm working on other stuff but no uh, yeah and then booba was like dude i'm, I'm ready to get off the road man mm-hmm. like let's, let's freaking do this let's go and that's what started the seeds of Forerunner—that's what started it. Yeah, and that was
0: 2019? End of 2019,
2: into
3: 2019, yeah.
0: into 2019. So we
3: had no idea what was coming.
2: <laughs>
0: so started a production company right pre-COVID.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we had somebody with um, no revenue. So we, <laughs> so we had. Uh, let's just yeah, let's let's get into this. So we should know we should because I oh, think yeah, this is a good it. life lesson. Go I think for, it, for anybody who it. wants to to do, get into this world, like if you're just trying to do production. Like it's a business very much. Right. So let's kind of get into that. So, um, I, Booba and I talked, we're like, okay, yeah, we can do this. Well, I know his strengths behind the camera. My strengths coordinating. I was like, we need somebody who can handle the workload of editing, the post production side of it, the basic side of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there was a person that I had worked with at Western Kentucky university for a long time named Julie, who was ready to get out of Western at the same time. And she's like, let's freaking do it. And she left in February
4: 2020. Oh Oh,
2: no! Yeah. So we had, fortunately, we had cash reserves from a loan that got us through the worst part of COVID from our side of it. So we were very fortunate that way. Um, But yeah, man. I mean, March April was nothing. I'm like, I just this person has left a very stable job to come work in a in a vision. Yeah, Yeah. to be a a part of the vision that we had, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, how the hell am I going to pay this person? How is that going to happen? And uh, fortunately, um, I think God put some things in front of us. And then since May on, it's been no looking back, man. That's great.
3: Yeah, it's been uh, crazy. Yep. Crazy in a good way. Crazy crazy in a good way. See, and it's
1: only uphill from here. Yeah, It's got to be. I (laughs) hope so. That's the goal. Surely.
3: I mean. We were just talking about this on the way down. We've done absolutely no marketing. Zero.
2: Zero. No paid ads. It's purely the network we've built. Word of mouth. And like
3: that just comes from like getting around people. So like some of our work has come through Corey. You know, you, we met through Cody doing a music video and we just became friends. And then I rented some gear from you, got to know each other, worked on some stuff together. And like, I mean, I just can't. If there's several lessons I want to, like, we're nobody, (laughs) like we're nobody. So like, you're somebody. Take this, take this with whatever you want. But like, this is one. It's a lot harder than people want to make it out to start your own production company. Most people are like, I have a dream and I can make it happen. It's like dreams don't pay for food. Me ten years ago, yeah. (laughs) You know, and so like, we put in ten years of work because I was producing music videos and films while I was on the road for artists and doing live production stuff, making contacts, making people, you know, meeting people. And, like, 10 years later, we got to build our dream. But, you know, 10 years of everyday working, the grind, doing things you don't want to do. That shirt shirt right there. Work harder. Yeah, Yeah. doing things you don't want to do, you know. And, like, even now... I recently had to come I'm a dreamer, I like to I like to do the big projects, music videos, big commercials, but I've learned to embrace like these little smaller projects that we get and really put my heart and soul even into those, and like the quality comes up, everything comes up before I was like, oh, I'm too good to do these. yeah, that's the worst attitude you can have, yeah. when your ego, especially as an upstart, yeah. if your ego's in the way, <laughs> you're not going to be able to do anything yeah. you know? right. so if anything, it's been very humbling. And uh, the growth personally has been worth it alone. You know, if we went out of business tomorrow, Lord willing, we don't like the growth has been worth it and getting to grow friendships and, and relationships. And like, I know now that we've made enough network to where we'll always be able to do things with people. So,
0: yeah, I think that like the networking component is super important and we've talked about it on a couple of episodes in a couple of different ways, but. Like I think the example we could share mutually is, like, I met Cody Villalobos through equipment rentals. We developed a relationship. I ended up uh, being an AC on a shoot where you were, like, everything. everything. You are like, <laughs> grip, gaff, like, uh, AD, yeah. second, like, ADS, just yeah. any anything and everything. <laughs> it was, like, a really, I don't want to say a really big budget, but, like, For me at the time, like, it was a pretty impressive budget for what the total shoot was. And there were just four of us. Mm -hmm. Five if you count hair and makeup for, like, a pretty big deal. Uh, But through that relationship, then you and I continued to connect. And, Mm -hmm. like, I rented you some gear. We did some spec stuff. Uh, But then because of the quality of work I know you guys put out, like, I had the opportunity a couple times to send leads your way. One of them worked out. Sounds like hopefully really well long term for you, but again, all through networking and relationships, literally zero advertising or like going out and trying to market yourself,
1: which is important. I mean, it's the old cliche that networking is the it's about the people you know, and it it really is. I mean, it, you 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 mentioned ego and like ego getting in the way, and you you come out. I, I was the same way when I was younger. I just kind of came out and went, you know, I'm I'm gonna be the best. I got big dreams. Look out, you know, I can do everything, and just I got spent year, ten years getting crushed, you know. And and then you you learn you you learn really fast. You're like, you know what? It's about the people. You know, it's about being patient. It's about getting your ego out of the way and working with people and you know, navigating it the best you can. And
2: yeah. Yeah. It's like that 10 years you're talking about and you're talking about being crushed. Like it's almost like more like a chisel. Yes. Like it's literally chiseling out the parts of you that, you know, are holding you back from being the best that you could. Mm -hmm. And I think that only really comes out. I mean, some people are really lucky and can really nail it first time out. We've seen people that we graduated with who are like murdering it right now, like doing a great job. And um, I'm really happy for them. Um, but there are some of us that all you have to do is just be resilient and get out there and do the work. And it will, like, you get rid of those, that kind of dead wood, per se, um, that's attached to you, that kind of holds you in place. And I think so much of our world is that. Oh, yeah.
3: I mean, we're not even, I, I have to give up Instagram and Shot Deck and all these different places for, you know, that I use for inspiration. <laughs> yeah. I have to give them up from time to time because the other thing that plagues you is the comparison detail. You know, like yeah, yeah. there's a production company that I'm in love with and their work, they're in North Carolina. And like I'll, I'll see their work and I'm like, oh, we can do that. And then I'll go, but we're not doing that. You know, like, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like this backhanded slap of inspiration, if yeah. that makes any sense. You know, you're like, oh, I'm so inspired, but can we even do that? You know, and so comparison. And like that doesn't that hasn't gone away. You know, ten years of I mean, I've done projects where I've delivered to a client and they're like, Yeah, this we weren't feeling this. And like <laughs> you're like, all, all right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Sorry, um, thank you. Where do we go from here? You know, and so like it's always a learning experience. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the tough ones, dude. Like we just sent off an edit, a rough draft to the in inner source that company and we, you know, they're taking a few days to get back to us, but like, I'm so tight right now, thinking that they're just gonna email back, like, "We hate everything you did. Why did you touch a camera?" You know, like, go work, but do fast food. Or we something. we all
0: know that's not gonna be the case because they loved the the experience on the day, right? Yes, yeah, like, they had
3: a, they had a good time.
0: It was such a good shoot day. I don't th- I, I don't think that day.
1: feeling goes away either. You know, no no matter how much success you have, I just think that's just the the curse of the creative you know full-time worker is just like is it good enough and am i good enough yeah there's <laughs> this like this know? perpetual like, yeah to your point imposter like imposter syndrome like, yeah, yeah you have to, is, to is, completely
0: is, not compare your work of today to the work of others like you can use yeah. those as inspiration but it's as soon as you start to say well i could do that but i'm not then like you start falling back into that negativity and then i think the, the imposter syndrome is similar but different from that. But I think as you continue to do more and more work, and your production company puts more and more out, like I'm sure at some point you start to feel that way. Like, are we really this good, or like are we? Are, are people we just, are just
4: being
1: nice? Yeah, well, like that's fe- what I always.
2: Think. Yeah, well, it's like especially when people start spending real money on yeah, what you're yeah, doing. Okay. I'm serious. There's like, there's
1: like a guilt. Almost. Yeah, it's well, like
2: I've
3: never thought about it that way, but you are 100% right. It is yeah. kind of a guilt. Like, yeah. these people have trusted us with this budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> right. And you know, it doesn't For change.
0: any potential clients that are listening, he knows what he's doing. I definitely
2: know. <laughs> right. <that>. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> We've got 10 years
2: of experience. But, but it's, it's to your point as well, Bill, about just the imposter. It's the creative world. It's like, because it's really difficult... To conceptualize something and basically make something out of nothing. I mean, that's literally what you're doing as a creative is mm-hmm. you're taking, like, the cha- cha- the potential of chaos and turning it into something that manifests itself into something tangible. Yeah. And you hope that you've done justice enough to that with your your talents, your skills, that somebody's going to appreciate it and want to spend money on it. And so, yeah, to a degree, you're like, oh, am I really good enough to do this? <laughs> so I'm- I think I think we're all in that same boat there. I think
3: a little bit of that is healthy. The the self check, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that definitely
0: keeps you. I think partially motivated to continue to find avenues to excel, to continue to find ways to flex creatively.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe that's like new and different spec projects or whatever that is to continue to build that muscle and evolve that that look, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And so our relationship is that. I usually do most of the, from treatment to production, I'll usually direct. Now, Swanson has passion projects that he gets involved in and has a vision and does. um, But usually I handle all things on the production side. And he does a lot with, he's a great AD, uh, keeping me on time. (laughs) And he also like interfaces with clients and, I mean, one of the best people persons I've ever met. I don't know if that's an actual word, but the way he interfaces with clients makes them want to use us again, you know? And so our relationship is, is the creative and production. Um, We kind of split that. And then obviously Julie does a lot of the editing and back end work.
2: Customer. She's a very good with customers as well. Like very intuitive. And And people are always like, where's Julie? Why isn't she here? Yeah. No, you'd be, I'm serious. One of our retainers, like I think about uh, FCA yeah, with Julie. Um, he's like, man, y'all really missing Julie. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, we are.
3: <laughs> and like in that, in that creative uh, realm, they talk about, you, know, you see people and they develop their style. And like the other day I was just thinking, I was like, what is my style? Because, you know, our, what we do, because we do commercials, we do music videos, we do a lot of industrial training uh safety classroom and like it was it's hard to develop a style when you have to cater to a lot of what your client needs you know people aren't coming to me to make dark moody music videos all the time like that's what i want I wish they were
1: yeah Yeah. but like
3: (laughs) i can't have my 10 hour college ed program look like a Fincher film, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) or you could, it would be really interesting. So like, I've been trying like becoming, and we're talking about identity and like ego, like being okay. If you want to get into this, being okay with like letting your style just kind of float and just like, Hey, if it's a bright poppy, we do, we do, um, we work with some good friends of mine. They own a Botox company. So everything's bright, nice face filter, you know, like,
2: Kind and of glowy, yeah,
3: total opposite of what my typical style would be, yeah but, but we have to deliver to them what they want, you know, and so like, if I had my style, it would be dark, moody, you know, lots of backlight, lots of um but you have to be okay with when you're when you're getting into this doing whatever it takes to make clients happy,
0: yeah, and I think there's there's two different approaches there too, so if you're if you just want to be like an independent DP or oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. a director, you could just focus solely on whatever that style is that you want to yes like hone in on As and be should. strong. Mm. But like for you guys to run a production company where like you rely on others to dictate the type of work that you do, I think you have to have that flexibility and be comfortable with that uncomfortableness of, you know, every project is probably going to be a little different.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and that was something i wanted to mention about i feel like us specifically maybe maybe there's others who resonate with this in other markets bowling green kentucky is not a big media market it's like surprise right (laughs) and so part of the nature of our industry in that area is you can't just be a niche type of company so it's like i can't just do um what to say Training videos, okay? It's like you almost have, like, where we're located specifically, we're almost like a catch-all for video production, which is where this flexibility comes in. Because, you know, we, we have to pay salaries. We have overhead. It's like we have to take on the jobs. Obviously, that fit what we do. I mean, we're not afraid to say no to some jobs if they're not a good fit. But I could see, like, if you're starting something in maybe a bigger city, you could maybe be more niche. I think that's also to your point about, like, if you're wanting to be a a DP with a certain look, like, yeah, go after that. But I know for us, we have to kind of be, like, a a catch-all to an extent.
0: Yeah, because, like, there are definitely agencies and production companies, even here in town, that they specialize only in music videos Mm -hmm. because there's enough of a market for that. And not that all of their music videos look the same, but they all like carry a similar vibe and yeah. like it, like you can tell like that's that production company style and it's amazing. So yeah, I totally get that.
2: And that's where I think for us, I think we will eventually find a footing in specific industries. Um, like I'm really seeing music videos are I think taking off and also um, a certain approach to corporate marketing, um, really liking a certain look we're putting out so i'm starting to see our foothold just going more niche but i know that with what we have been doing we've kind of had to accept different projects but yeah it's
3: not only that but like in a smaller market like what we like we have other production companies in our town other guys that went to our college and started companies and like the level that customers are willing to pay is much lower in Bowling Green. They don't, you know, to them, they don't understand the creative difference between $250 commercial and a $25,000 commercial. You know, they might be, Oh yeah, that looks a little nicer, but they, you know, it's hard to get people to understand. And so a lot of our battle has been educating clients to why why did I need to bring in an HMI to light this living room for this scene? Why right. did you know? Why was our video X amount of dollars? Because it looks like this, you know, and uh, so like educating clients and bringing the whole level up of people willing to pay for good content, you know.
2: So yeah, I want to expand on this a little bit, if that's okay. Um, yeah, kind of taking over your podcast. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, um, This is the battle I fought in our area for a decade is I wanted to do the higher production value type of work in the business, to business space. No one saw the value in it. Why the, why the hell would I spend 10 grand on a, on a project for my company that is, I'm only going to use once and has a shelf life. Like why, why would I do that? Where's the value proposition of that? Right. So what I have noticed at least in our market now is as you, as you, as you all well know, is everybody has their own television in their face. Content has is even more. So now people are needing more and more content. So what has happened because of that is you've seen a lot more people who are now serving to this high volume, low cost content, right? But there's a certain ceiling to how well that can be done because you're trying to get that content out so fast that you kind of almost have to come up with a blueprint for it. So there's not a lot of room for creative um sort of ingenuity in those spaces. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I've started to see in our market is there's a lot of content being pushed out, but it all looks the same yep. mm-hmm. and it's all a certain feel, but it's at a certain price point. Yeah. So now, and I think this is why Forerunner in our area is starting to really take hold is now you've got these businesses who have the bigger budgets who are like, I don't want my stuff to look like everybody else's. Right. I want it to look better i want it to have a certain feel whether that's an emotion whether that's a whatever it is and so a lot of our projects we've gotten lately are people who have worked with other companies before but are like we want something a little different and so some of our projects i mean we've taken some risk on how they're how they look how they're structured i know he's he's really good at wording of scripts and coming up with shot design and how all that plays out and so that's where i think as a business, you're catering to your market to an extent, whatever that market is. And with our company, we're now finding our place and people want higher quality content. They see the value proposition in it now of, oh, I can distinguish my business from the others because they all have video too. I want it to look better. And that's how I think we're starting to and be we're successful. Not,
3: we're not poachers. We're not trying to poach clients that have a great relationship with the companies that already exist. Right. You know, that's, not our, that's not our deal. You know, uh, there's enough work for everybody to exist, you know, and those guys, a lot of the guys in our region can do, they're great at putting out the volume. I mean, these guys can move work, like, at our level that... And it doesn't
2: look bad. Like, it looks good. Like, it's yeah. totally, you know, acceptable.
3: Just ours, we bring in bigger crews. We bring in bigger lights. We bring in bigger cameras. You know, like, ours, we're putting the extra percentage in to get the extra percentage out, and... That's our niche. That's our style now. You know, it may not look the same, maybe a totally different project, but we're learning that people are starting to value better production.
4: Yeah.
0: That's that's super interesting. You know, I think the other thing too that's, uh, I, I think a lot of creatives struggle with, whether they're independent producers that just work locally with smaller businesses or even upstarts that are trying to capture clients it's just the whole uh, budget conversation. And like, I'm curious how you guys like, how do you step into that conversation with a new client? How do you approach that initially? Do you start right off the bat with like, what's your budget
2: or do you, um, that's a very good question. So I'll give my perspective and then I don't know, Booba, if you want to expand or tell me I'm an idiot or whatever. Um, we have our standard like let's so let's go this way with it. I have a budget I always put forward of cost if we're using all internal resources. Um, and that is standard per client that we do in our area, right? okay I don't I don't get out from that because yeah. what's built into that cost is our overhead. like we have rent. We have services we pay for. We have a server that we have to keep maintenance. We have equipment that depreciates. So it's like all of those things are built into that cost. Now, with that being said, some projects need more than what we have. And so it's a very case-by-case basis. The, the first thing I listen to is what is the goal of what they're trying to do? What is your goal? Um, because usually, especially in the marketing world of video production, There's usually a whole strategy built and then content is brought in as kind of the tail end of that. And then based on that, they kind of evaluate if their strategies worked right. So I always ask, what is the purpose? And then have a conversation about what they want. Like, what problem are we solving for you? And so a lot of our clients lately, like InnerSource, that's a good example, is they're growing significantly and they need to hire people. That's their thing. But they have a certain message their company has that they're trying to get across on video. And we're like, we can totally do this. Here's what this costs. We can do this internal. Here's what it's going to cost. And uh, they rolled with it. And so it wasn't a problem. But that's where I think the value proposition matters. And do I solve a problem for you? If you don't have the value proposition, if I don't solve a problem for you, there's no reason we need to work together. So it always starts there. Every single conversation, regardless of who it is.
3: Yeah, I mean... In some of our clients, we do the soul crushing work of building this beautiful treatment and pitching it, and then they're like, "Okay, oh, right. we love it, we love it. What's the price?" Mm-hmm. And you give them the price, and then you just get ghosted, dude. Just never hear from them again. You know? Um, yeah, that's
2: yeah, that's a hard thing. That's <laughs> hard.
3: That there's sucks. just there's just no way around it. One of my really good friends, he's um, he is uh, he's over our university's FCA program. Um, he said something to me that I say to Swanson probably every other day. Um, but I was telling him like we were having woes cause we were like pitching stuff and like people were like, Oh, you guys are just out of our price range. And so like we were willing to like slash our prices to meet. And, uh, we did it a few times and I mean, it worked out, you know, you gotta, you gotta do it. But he eventually said, he's like, booba, stop trying to convince people what your value is.
4: Mm.
3: I was like, He's like, just know your value and go with it. Right. And, like, ever since he said that, like, we've had to, when we believe what our value is, when we understand that, you know, we offer a service and we want to, we will give you all of us in that service, we don't have to convince people, like, we go into pitches now and we, like, we show them our energy and our belief in their project and we don't get them all, but, like, we're getting more because we're not trying to convince people what we're worth. You know, I'm not trying to convince them that, hey, bringing in the extra lighting is worth it because they just know, hey, this guy's got a great vision. This company has a great vision. We've seen their past work. um. So, like, stop trying to convince people what your value is.
2: Um, That doesn't mean we won't.
3: We, we will negotiate, obviously. Well,
2: yeah. And, well, that and, like, we'll take risk. I mean, we took a company I wanted to work with spartan garage I, I grew up around cars loved cars and we did that for way less than we should have i mean significantly less than what it probably costs to do that but um i was like hey man i got a vision um you've got a certain budget like let's freaking make it happen like how are we gonna make this happen and uh so you know it's not always it's not a one-way street i think is the point i'm trying to get to it's not like this is what it costs to you like screw you if you can't do it it's right. a you know let's find this middle ground mm-hmm. but i will say to booba's point especially in our area is we don't get a lot of room to negotiate. We usually have to put our price first, and we either hear from them again or we don't.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and that's that can be a hard thing to deal with sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I that just wish happen. once someone would like
3: email back and be like, hey, that's a little higher than we thought. <laughs> Instead, it's just like you never hear from them again. You see them that's, at the grocery store, and they like won't make eye contact.
1: <laughs> that is so. And I've said this before that that's so common too in the freelance world because that's that's my opening line with with people that come to me and want something is is you know do you have a budget? I, I won't even ask what it is. Just do you have one? Yeah. And I've been ghosted more times than I can count. Yeah. Just just from that question. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's like, okay, well, clearly that wasn't something
2: I needed to be working on. Yeah. And then you go on to the next one. That's uh, You're so right, man. And and this is, so, it's, people have always asked about money and budgets in these conversations. And there's no one way to do it. There There is no right way to do it. I don't care what anybody tells you. Especially at least an hour. The world that we exist in. I mean, there. I'm sure there are some agencies who are like, you know, it's going to cost hundred grand, or you're just got to go work with somebody like forerunner. Yeah. <laughs> Which you uh, we'll would do say, it. yes. We'll, we'll do it for ninety eight grand. <laughs> yeah. But but those budget ninety nine ninety nine five, yeah. But no, it's those bu- Yeah, those budget conversations that are never easy. They're never fun. I don't enjoy doing them. I don't think anybody does. But yeah, it's um, but at some point, it's a little bit of a fun game little fun
4: i hate it i don't do it (laughs) (laughs) i do not participate
3: (laughs) i'm out yeah like it's it's and obviously like what we do bigger companies don't have to you know they may have to do with this i would love if you ever get somebody that's a rep at a massive company you know i would love to hear their take on this but like they probably started where we are but like if you're in the freelance world you're obviously pitching yourself um But with us, like, because we do have more overhead, we do have, like, we're a company and we're trying to do multiple things. Like, we have to do multiple things. We have to be able to, we have to be okay with doing a hospitals commercial and a training video for thermal gear, you know? Like, um, now, if you're listening to this and you're, you just want to be a DP, don't feel like you have to do that. You know, like, get the work, get your work out there. But, like, we are a production company and want to do all kinds of work. Um, yes,
0: it's a very different approach than just like an independent, like, yeah, I, I want to do this one job on set. Like, I, I only want to direct, or I only want to DP, or I only want to AC, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. It's a very different approach, for sure.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely.
1: And I, I just appreciate the the sort of f- flexibility of that, of exploring all those different types of projects and uh, types of roles on set because I, I do something similar with my full-time job where I'm doing training videos I'm doing marketing I'm doing sales collateral commercials you name it and I have to pivot you know to these different ways of thinking and coming up with stuff and I, I like that it, it keeps me fresh you know it keeps keeps the creativity flowing to an extent and it doesn't get monotonous to where I just want to be like, all right, another one of these, you know, again, and then you start phoning it in, and you know, so there's there's something to be said about that type of work, where it's all sorts of different things you're doing, and mm-hmm. uh, I just I I love that. Mm-hmm. I I would love to continue to work that way, yeah. honestly. Yeah,
0: that, I would love to shift gears a little bit and maybe sure. talk about some recent work you guys sure. have done, uh, and maybe more just from a, a learning experience. Like, is there a recent? Uh, production or project that has really pushed you guys to your, whether it's your creative limits or maybe your production limits, like just something that was like, all right, this is like next level for us.
2: That's a you question. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, man, you know, Scott's music video was one where. I
2: don't, you thought did you think that pushed us? No, it didn't.
3: It didn't push us in the sense of like, I thought it was totally in our wheelhouse you know we used stuff that we knew i thought it pushed us in that scott came in with such a unique vision but he asked me to direct it so i had it pushed me in that it wasn't it wasn't my desires right i had to fit his vision it's his song it's his treatment he wrote the treatment like that was challenging because naturally i wanted to just like oh Booby Young wouldn't do it this way. But I was like, you know what? But Scott wants it that way. You know? And so it, it was a tightrope of balancing what I would do and adding my professional advice and what Scott wanted in his vision. And that was kind of challenging.
0: Yeah, and I, I talked about this music video uh, in a prior episode cuz I first of all, I'm grateful that
3: Forerunner uh, brought me on to DP I mean, you were kind of a shoe in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were happy to do it as a Yes, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
0: Because, uh, yes, I, I remember we had two pre production meetings with Scott and with Cody, and it's very different than a traditional like music video gig where typically. They provide you the song, and then as a director or a production company or an agency, you then create the treatment and say, "Here's our vision for your song."
3: Yeah, and usually they pick from like fifty treatments. Right, you know, like agencies send it out to all their directors, and yeah, you know that didn't happen in in this instance. And I
0: talked about this, Scott, when he writes a song, he's already working on like his vision for the music video because he's very a uh, holistic artist where he feel he's feels very strongly that the music video is just an extension of his own creative vision of the song. So like him wanting to have, I don't want to say creative control because he definitely gave us a lot of flexibility Mm -hmm. from pre-production all the way through to the day of, Uh, but it was still very much rooted in like his idea. And then we just brought that to life.
3: Yeah. And I mean, both me and you so like i cut together the rough cut and then cody and scott spent like five days cutting together oh, like
0: the second cut
3: yeah on what is now the the release cut yeah and uh honestly like what was released is very good and feels oh, very, yeah. very, very yeah, like that's good feels very like scott But it was nowhere even near what I originally cut, which is totally fine. And, like, that's the challenge is, like, trying to – it was my first time ever working with Scott. You'd worked with him a few times before. And, like, it was the challenge of trying to, like, get into his brain and see, okay, what is he like? And now that I've seen, you know, if we're lucky enough, if Cody calls us to do the next one, you know, now that I've seen what he's into, like, I'll be able to think like him even more. Right. And so, again, it's back to building relationships. Uh, And being willing to, um, I just listened to a book on leadership by Jocko Willing, who's the Navy SEAL. And he talks about, like, in leadership, you have to be willing to lead down and up. So, like, you have to be willing for your people around you to put ideas in and you go, yes, I like that. You know, don't be an egotistical person be like, no, nobody's ideas. Like, you have to allow people to feed into you, but at the ultimate, you have to know what the vision is. And you can't let all those outside opinions change the vision. So, like, Scott had his vision, and we were trying to feed into it, and I was trying to think for him and build that. So uh, I think it's so important to allow your people on set to have ideas. You know, there's some sets that you go on, and, like, they don't want your idea. You're a gaffer. They don't want your idea. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) um, but we typically work with people that are very vocal, and we want vocal people we want we want dps we want gaffers we want grips who say hey you know if we did it this way we could capture this in a in a more natural that's the kind of stuff i want i want people to to build in and and to give in cuz like i don't have it figured out really no I, <laughs> you know like i don't have it figured out none of us have it figured out so like i love when people bring energy into uh, projects and i thought the crew we had on um Scott's thing was was amazing. Well, oh
2: yeah. To your last point about bringing other people's ideas on, I think a, a, a specific example within that video production of Scott's music video is that close up shot of the lighting on his face, where you had the purple mm-hmm. and the black. So could, half his face was purple, and half his face fell off into into shadows. And you're like, bro, we need some we need some blue on that other side. And there was a real Conversation around the aesthetic of how that would look, mm-hmm. and I think that conversation of itself is that creative process kind of coming to life in that project, and that was very much of you all working as a team to make that happen. That's just an observation I had.
3: Yeah, and like you got to pick which, as a director or as the lead, whatever you are on the project, you have to pick the battles that you want to win. So, like, and that one, it's the close up, it's the money shot, it's the one that I knew. The, the label's gonna be thinking about. Mm-hmm. And it was it was actually my style. His face was super dark on one side, couldn't see one eye and I loved it. But I knew what they were gonna ask for. And I said, Hey, we gotta get a, we gotta get some feel on that right side. Everybody's like, No, it looks it looks great. We need you know, let's leave it. It's like, No. You know, like that was the one heel that I chose to die on because I knew that it was important. Yeah. And so Don't win every battle. Don't be that guy.
4: (laughs) You know, (laughs) like
3: uh, pick and choose which battles you want to you want to win. Yeah.
0: So that that's a recent project, at least for you personally. You feel like pushed you a little bit as a director because it's very much showing up differently as a director in that regard, Swanson. Anything different?
2: You want a personal project, like one I worked on myself, or a forerunner project?
0: Either
3: way. Um, Tell us what challenged you, Swanson.
2: I th- well, so as, as a company, I feel like the fire and Moving Company and was, yeah. was a challenge as a company because um, we had a set budget. We had a big vision. we Every single word of that script, every shot, ev- everything was by design. There was nothing that was unintentional in that spot. And I feel like that pushed us to get the vision we wanted with the resources we had available because that – Crew. That was a skeleton crew. That was me, Booba, Julie, um, Barrett, Josh. That was it. Yeah. Five okay. person crew.
0: Okay. And just for context like sure. five uh, people. To some people, that's a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah no oh, yeah, I, I yeah. agree for for what that pro the nature of that project that was pretty like uh, and I'll give yeah. you I'll give you why and Booba can maybe I mean you had you
0: guys had like full-blown like fire trucks on set full-blown yeah
2: <laughs> yeah well so what made that a challenge was we were going for a look indoors that was really flat bright it's really freaking hard to do yeah like you have to bring in a big-ass light to do that and we didn't we, we didn't bring a big we brought light. in an HMI it wasn't big enough. We didn't get a big enough HMI, and, but we had a we had a limited budget, so it's like you know we want to get the vision of this project, but we only have the resources at our disposal, and so um, I know we we liked the shot we ended up with on the interior, but I think that we wish we had a bigger light, and so mm-hmm. client loved it, like they loved it, their whole company loved it, um, and so like it turned out great, like it that was. He was. A, they were a great client. Like they were with us on the vision from the beginning. He gave his ideas on what he wanted. So from top to bottom, that project um, was a challenge because I think it pushed us as a company to show what we can do in the region that we're in. And so that I think that's a pretty good example. Yeah, and
3: you think you think five people is a big crew, but then you take into account that I directed, DP'd, operated. Uh, uh, and and we had a, um, a a Ronin two, and I operated that the entire time without a ready rig. <laughs> yeah, Bro
2: had this MF'er out in front of him like this, and I think thirty Oof, pounds. It was arm day, all day. I will that say, is arm day. I will say
3: though, it was supposed to be a Komodo on a Ronin S. Yeah. and something happened. I don't know yeah. what happened, but my guy right. called me. Listen, <laughs> I'll I'll jump on this grenade. That i jump on this grenade.
0: <laughs> this, I, I, yes, I. Now I didn't overcommit. Like no. you, you just like my komodo was already rented out at the time.
1: You're high demand. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, the, high the, the, yeah. I'm not high demand. The komodo is high the, demand. C- that's true. Yeah, yeah. The, the equipment is. Uh,
0: so you reached out, and I said, "Like, listen, the, the komodo is already." committed to someone else mm-hmm. but that i had the gemini like same price like i cut you the deal you did. like a great
3: deal, was deal. Yeah, like it was amazing not the, right
2: deal. the same weight though i know you're right it, <laughs> it is totally different which is why you need people by the way so it's yeah. the moving heavy shit that's literally the reason well yeah it. so yeah. like I, I i did all
3: that swanson ad produced set deck and, <laughs> and, and like wrangled all our uh, our Real life extras because we didn't use actors, we used real life firemen, real life family for the thing. He ran out of that. Julie, second AC paperwork, yeah, and you AC, you yep, pull focus. I had to pull focus, yeah. Um, Julie, second AC, did all paperwork, uh made sure we were COVID compliant, did all that stuff. Like she was doing all kinds of stuff. And then Barrett was our gaffer, and we I, that day, that morning, I had a a kid that does a lot of video work at the university, and, like, I love his stuff. He does a good job. I said, hey, do you want to come out and be on a real set for a day? <laughs> and he came out and PA'd and ended and up – Killed it. Dude and, was awesome. Ended up swinging, did everything. Yeah. We had an HMI. We had a one-ton. Or we didn't have a one-ton. One we, we had basically the stuff of a one-ton, though.
2: We had a – what was the
3: – and, and we had a
2: 12-by. Yeah, 12-by. Yeah. <laughs> and <that was> it.
3: <laughs> yeah. But, like, moving a 12-by around – is not a personal job, and it was no. windy.
0: No, that, like you're like you need to be staking that off, and yeah. well, that's what like,
2: that, at the end of that. I mean, it was me, Barrett, and Josh standing on that twelve by to keep it from blowing away. But this is <laughs>
3: where were paid sandbags. And, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> living oh. sandbags. No, we had yeah. we had probably two hundred pounds of sandbags on it. Like it was just we had to get a shot. Yeah, we had to get a shot. But yeah. this is
2: this is to the greater point. I think this this kind of uh, ebb and flow between having a vision for something and then having the resources to make it happen right and that's why I think it was a challenge it's like we had the best vision we're like we know this will be freaking killer if we can if we can pull this off and I think we did it I mean obviously we I think we would make changes but you know with what we had at our disposal I think it I think we did a pretty good job
1: agreed nice okay. let's go
2: so was that a good example I hope that, no that was great okay good that was good
3: <laughs> reanswering your questions
0: I I mean I, I feel like I'm not gonna have to do a lot of
1: editing you're good
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh good. <laughs> you're you're such a tough read sometimes, Cory. You're like, You are I a tough read. Think, you are uh, a tough read. Like I have I think rest it's acceptable, I guess. <laughs> I like <laughs> that's that's just so
3: I feel like both of us have resting dick face. Rest. <laughs> People always are like, "Boomer, why are you angry? And I'm like, I'm not angry.
0: I'm never I'm never angry, but you're right. Like I just I'm I'm here.
4: I'm here, you're yeah.
0: just present. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> resting dick face.
4: Yeah, you never
2: I heard that. that. No, it's like RBF, but it's the male version of RBF. Yeah, I've never heard it either, so this is new. New information. I
0: want to be so self conscious of it now. I'm gonna, every time, every time <laughs> somebody looks
3: my way, I'm you. gonna be like, <laughs> hey, "Hey." Well, no, it's just like people come up and like I can. My dad does it too, and like my dad was a general contractor, so he would like stand on job sites and look at the house and like be planning out in his head what he's doing. And people come up, and be like, "What's wrong?" And he's like, no, "I'm just, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking." Like, like nothing's wrong. With let me business. just be in the moment here. Yeah, let me just yeah. it's like on set. Sometimes people are like, "Booba, are you are you are you having a good time? Like, what's
1: going? What, is is everything going okay?" I'm like,
3: "Yeah, I'm just this thinking, is great. I'm just thinking through our next three yeah. moves. Like, you know,
1: it's the, it's the angry concentrated face. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's I, yeah, I do the I do the same thing when I'm editing. Like, people come see me editing and be like." what are you so pissed off about? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not been pissed been. off about anything. I'm just, I'm just concentrated on the cut. We,
2: we should start a shirt brand, just ACF. <laughs> Angry, <laughs> concentrated face. Totally. Yeah. New brand. Angry, Please, <laughs> concentrated It's gotta just, be a hashtag. It's just that
3: photo of my face that Swanson made on
2: that fake t-shirt. I'm still waiting for that shirt. Oh, bro. I'll pay for it. Okay. <laughs> we actually we found a place in, we in actually our found a hometown place. who prints single shirts, so. for you i got it for you i've been working on some
3: merch i've been working on some merch
2: you guys need more Forerunner merch dude we're sitting so freaking busy man that's that's a a good problem
3: we thought about the other day we
2: thought about the other day like
3: i edited in three days i edited five projects like five full-length projects uh whether commercials or hype videos for a company or different things and like i got to the end of it i was like I need to make an Instagram post. <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> like yeah. We hadn't made an Instagram post in like two months. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's funny how the stuff that
2: is important to you takes
3: precedence almost immediately. Yeah. So well, I mean, that's,
0: that's a good problem to have. Though.
2: Yeah. 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 And problem. we're missing a huge team member. I mean that so much of that is, I think it's her not being there, but you know, she'll be back. She'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. She's just deal, dealing with some stuff private stuff and can't wait to have her back come on back julie yeah whenever you <laughs> listen to this she may be back in the office by they the need time. you they need you we do need <laughs> you falling apart we are I don't why do you think we're drinking I mean, come
3: on <laughs> <laughs> i've already had seconds about to have third <laughs> yeah. they, they're day drinking without you julie yeah what you All got right. cory what's your next one
0: if if you guys could give any one piece of advice to like a, a couple of up-and-coming like you know, a pair that wants to start their own production company and do similar work to you guys, like, what one piece of advice would you give them?
3: I mean, I know what mine is. The, you you know, go ahead, just, man. I've, I've got. It's like at a restaurant when, like, you're like ordering. Like, I know what I want. Oh, <laughs> yes. go to do that one. I'll have a or, right or Yeah,
2: let him let's or him. See which of the all these are useful. Uh, but yeah,
3: mine is just find work to do. Do work. Work harder. You know, um, being a dreamer, I sometimes will conceptualize my success before I make it happen. Mm. And that, like, puts a big gap in between the two. Um, So, like, for me, doing specs, which pay no money, it's just us kind of having fun, um, or going out and cold calling people and finding projects to do. I know some people, like, will literally – I remember talking to one of our buddies that graduated with us, and he's, like, huge in music videos and, like, the hardcore scene. Um, I read an interview that he did with a magazine, and he said, like, his first year, he made, like, probably 200 cold emails to bands and managers and people, like, I'll do your video, I'll do your video. You know, like, you got to put in the work. Yeah. And that's my advice. It's, like, you got to put in the work. Nobody wants, like, your first project is not going to be the Mona Lisa your first hundred projects are probably going to be really bad. <laughs> like, and like, that's just, and that's okay. That's the beauty that of is it. Okay. That's yeah. the beauty of it. You know, be proud of the stuff you're putting out, always be getting better, but always be working. Um, that's why like, it's, I, I typically say yes to almost any, anything. Hey man, you want to come be on set? Yeah. Like I want the work. I want to get out there. Cause every single thing that you do is a chance to get better. It's a chance to improve. um, you know, Malcolm Gladwell has the ten thousand hour rule. Like I'm nowhere close to ten thousand hours, and I've been doing this ten years. You know, so like, put in the work
2: and keep doing it. That's my advice. Uh, so, so I I Swanson Swanson's 10, doing
0: that ten thousand
2: hour math, and i was like, yeah, we're pretty close. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I know what you mean, though. I get that what you're saying. What's your advice? Uh, just be resilient. That's what I tell people. I mean, literally, and I know this sounds so cliche. Failure is when you stop. When you stop trying is when you failed. Because every single project, every single experience is a chance to learn and to get better. Um, And maybe sometimes you'll knock it out of the park and you don't learn a whole lot, you know? But um, just be resilient because it's not always going to be easy. And when it is, you're like, man, that was awesome. And you can, like, really savor when something goes well or you do it by design. Um, But, yeah, just be resilient. That's, That's really what I tell people. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, Are
0: there any exciting projects you guys are currently working on that are coming up? We need to look out for, or anything in the pipeline that maybe you just started development on? Uh, A
3: a couple. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go ahead? Well, one is we just got, we've made a huge partnership with another local company in our town. They're amazing people. They're a marketing company and they get it. And they've they've started pitching us as an extension of themselves as for a projects for their clients to up their clients' marketing. And there's a company there in our town, and um, they came to us and started talking to us. And like this vision just came to me of all these different video ideas. And like I pitched it to them. I wrote out treatment, and the price was like four times what. We're used to, but like it, it would cover all these videos and stuff to get the vision across. Like it was all intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like that's using our standard pricing. Like this is not like, Oh, we can make money. Like it was using our standard pricing, bringing in who I thought I needed to make it happen. And we pitched it to them and they pitched it to their client and they're like, we love it. Let's go. That's great. Screen light. So yeah. You know, so like that one's coming up. Um, we're about to start pre pro in that. Um, turning that treatment into an actual viable project that can happen. Um, and that one's cool because, like, growing up in church and growing up in, uh, like the environment that I grew up in, I love telling stories. We do a lot of talking head interviews, but we try to do them with, with spice and like B roll that makes sense and, yep. you know, things like that. And, like, we love doing it, and that's a lot of what this project is. But the cool thing is, is that this guy that we're one of the guys we're interviewing, he's in his late nineties, eighties, nineties. That's about yeah. But he started this company sixty years ago, and we're going to talk. He his daughter's going to talk to him about the company, and like that is his such daughter a, runs the company now. It's oh wow! Oh, such a cool one. vision, you know, and like yeah. um, the vision I had for it was there's like future, present, and past, and like. Showing those three aspects of this company that's been around for seventy five years.
2: That's what they're celebrating. Who's, you know, can you tell us the company? Uh, I don't think there's any kind of NDA problems. I don't think. No, uh, yeah, they're they're a lumber company, believe it or not, called Hill Motley. So they build all different buildings in our in our area, provide
3: a lot of stuff. But they have been around for seventy five years. Last year, and so this is like in celebration of their history, of their yeah. growth. They've been through. All kinds of crazy fires. The whole, the whole place burnt down in the like sixties. Like mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So there's so. like
2: authentic storytelling there, and that's what we're trying to get out. And and the way that Booba came up with that, uh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty a pretty big crew. I mean, what what do we say? I say big. It's probably it's like, like 10, ten people, ten to fifteen, probably yeah. people. Two days, roughly. It'll be fun. Awesome. That's cool. And yep. so that uh,
3: that's a big one. Another one is I love, 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 love specs it's one of my favorite things to do you just get to like mess around and so like Corey called me texted me last week and this is how like one of the projects (laughs) we did he texted me on a thursday one time and we shot a spec on sunday
0: yeah this and this like this was warranted like i had just gotten the komodo the red komodo showed up like and i i said i don't have anything planned or booked oh is this the athletic one yeah this is this nike spec ad i'm like hey like I want I need to shoot something. I just got the camera, like it is the hottest thing right now. Let's do something. Yeah. And like forty eight hours later.
3: <laughs> Three people. <laughs> we wrote it. We wrote it's a, a freaking
2: national ad level yeah.
3: ad. <laughs> yeah, I called my I called my buddy Barrett and he secured talent and location and gaffed it for me. And Corey came in and shot it and it was great. It
2: turned out great. I love it. It did turn out yeah, I saw, I really saw that. It turned out great. Part yeah. of the, part of the reason we got Spartan Garages. Cause they saw that they're like, Oh, you all know what you're doing. Yeah. This what's crazy
3: is like, we, you specs go so far, man. Like we, we really specs and like people, that's the stuff that's when you get to like buy into your vision. Yeah. And like that's the stuff that people see and they go, Hey, I want my ad to look like that. And you're like, yes, yes. So like, that's another piece of advice. Like if you don't have examples of your style and vision on your website and on your thing, like, Go make it right now. Yeah,
4: yeah.
0: Just pick a brand, like if it's Nike, if it's North Face, like whatever. Just assume you have that deal, assume you have that contract, and just go shoot an ad.
2: Yep. Yep.
3: And so yep. we're with Corey. Corey texted me on a Thursday again <laughs> and was like, Hey, I've got next week off. Um, let's shoot another spec. And I was like, Great. Let's do yes, this. Yes, please and then i did some some thinking <laughs> i texted him back <laughs> and go i want to shoot two. <laughs> <laughs> and being the insane person
0: i am I've, i said okay
3: well yeah and so i pitched him my two specs and he's he's on board and both of these specs are going to challenge us in different ways so one i watched a video recently about the importance of backlight mm. and so and how that helps separate characters and build like if you look in cinema lots of backlight lots of separation and so um one of our specs is going to be shot with most only backlighting yeah like 90 percent backlighting. sweet it's first cool. i've heard of this try to appreciate it and then the other one that i wanted to challenge so one of your questions that you sent us um talking about cinematographers i love chivo big chivo fan and like the revenant is all natural light Obviously they brought in Neg and, you know, bounce where right. they needed to. So the second um ad is going to be like a nature ad. And we wanted a strong female lead. We wanted somebody that could really portray the modern, you know, human athlete, you know, everyday athlete. And so it's going to be all natural light and shot probably a shanty. We talked about doing a shanty. That'd be a good spot for it, yeah. Yeah,
2: and doing um Yeah, I think you're gonna deal with Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. We'll figure it out. My producer side. He's, he's already like <laughs> we'll figure it out. But here we're like all the things. Yeah. Using all natural light to build
3: and like one of the craziest problems I have, I love I love the ratio. I love the 2 to 1 on the face, you know, and like <laughs> yeah. All natural light can be hard to get that, so you have to bring in neg, you have to bring in stuff. So that that's the challenge that I want to kind of tackle. I like doing specs that challenge me. So like the Nike ad that we did we were challenged ourselves because we were using a new camera. we were doing a short amount of time. And the style that we did was like so fast, impactful that we had to shoot a ton of footage. Yeah.
0: It like, was like all handheld. It was all like just super quick, very visceral. Mm-hmm. But like that was the vibe of like even the, the audio track that you sent me, like it, it felt like the camera had to function that way to align with like even the emotion that that had.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, we shot a lot. That's probably a big lesson that I've learned as I've grown as a, a creator is using motivation. So I used to do things just to do things like we don't need a Dana Dolly on this, but we're going to do it because I want this movement. But now like when things are motivated, they transfer better to to the screen. Mm-hmm. And so like now I'm trying to use motivation to power all of my creative process and before i was just like we've got a ronin let's use it you know like <laughs> yeah. this is an ad for a funeral home you know like we don't we don't need the ronin yeah. you know <laughs>
0: Did you guys really shoot an ad for a funeral home currently with not. a ronin currently, yeah. writing, <laughs> currently writing currently
2: writing a script yeah um so can i uh, can i ex- answer this question as well absolutely um so i have a different project um film festival in bowling green oh yeah i love this one um so a colleague of mine who went to wku who's now in new york who is a good friend of mine um acting directing writing um we produced a short film together and it went on the film festival circuit won several awards at different film festivals he went to the majority of them and he's like bro let's freaking do a film festival in bowling green and so that's something that working with, um, we meet with the CEO of um, the Chamber of Commerce in Bowling Green next week to try to get that going. And so for me, this is very much a vision of our company. Like, yeah, doing the work that we do is awesome, but it's, I don't want to say give back to the community because that's so, uh, as Booba likes the word I use, nebulous on what that means. <laughs> um,
3: don't, even know what, don't even know what that means.
2: But, uh, you know, like, malleable, shifting. Um, But, like, I want, if anything that we do as a company is, I don't want to say leave a mark, but we've done something that matters more than just the work that we produce. So the people can learn and can get into the market that we love so freaking much. Like, we love it so much. And that's what I really want this film festival to be is, yes, it's the whole festival side of it of showing films, but it's the learning for the community. And um, I'm really excited about that because all of the parts that are hard about a film festival, Bowling Green has. It has a university that has a film program. It's the only one in the state. It has a downtown that everything is close and there's a theater and a performing arts center right across the street. Um, it's in the middle of downtown. Like I said, um, it's completely new to the city, but there is a large arts push in the city for performing arts. And so all of the pieces are there. I um, think we have tons of hotels too. We have hotels right we're there. A travel town right
3: on the interstate. And yeah.
2: so, um, All of the pieces are there. It's just making it a reality. And I think the experience now that his name is Jay, it's in New York, him and I have had, especially him, I want to give him more credit. We think we can actually make that a reality. And I think if that comes to fruition like that, that'll be something really cool for our city and, and for just the region at large and, and and film in Kentucky. And that's what I think is going to be. I hope that happens. That's That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Can I
0: get a discount code to submit? Bro, and and a, just, yeah. just submit
2: I'm going to charge you to submit a film <laughs> 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 right, come on. We, uh, that,
3: I mean that brings me to another point too is that I mean you guys are sitting here me and Swanson are polar opposites in some ways in but, many ways <laughs> <laughs> many but we work so well together and we respect each other's talents and abilities Yeah. and like you hear our visions my visions I, I was telling him on the way down here I want to write or find and direct a short film in the next year because i'm passionate about that and in the next five years i want to do a feature like that's my dream and his dream is a film festival so like in both ways we contribute to the art yeah but we have such different visions and like one of the things our company has has and me and him personally um have been about is giving back either to the art or to the community or to kids who want to learn or people that want to learn. I don't care if you're 40 and you want to get into video working now, you know, like do it, let's do it, you know? And so, um, the film festival does that, you know, there's been projects where we donate a ton of our time. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've just, because yeah. we believe in, you know, the organization that's doing it. And, um, so like give back if you can, you know,
2: we are, we are very, we're in a very privileged position that we can a generate revenue, but at the same time be able to give our time and not feel like it's really hurting us. Um, and feel like we can really do the things we want to do outside of just making money as a business. And, and I think that, uh, long-term is kind of what we're hoping we can continue to do. Yeah. That's That's really
0: awesome. I mean, you guys are doing great work now, so
2: I appreciate it. Thank you. We try. We put our heart and soul into everything. And I I wish some people could see, like you know, it's you wish you could be a fly on the wall on a lot of these things. But man, Booba and I have been in fights about a lot of stuff. Um, we and sure. we sure have. And, uh, it's healthy. It's healthy. Uh, what's it called? Not affective conflict, but um, there's a good conflict. It, anybody that's listening to this, you will learn that Swanson is very
3: well read. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I don't know where I was going with all this nonsense, but yeah.
3: But, like, if you're going to partner up with somebody, and this is kind of the point I was getting to,
2: you will. Like, we've had some knockdown dragouts. Yeah, not physical. I mean, I get my ass beat. Let's just be honest. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we have. We've, we've gone through the, the ringer, yep. And so
3: my wife, Ashton, has, uh, she says that Swanson is my work wife.
2: <laughs> That's really funny.
3: <laughs> so true. Because, though. like, I am, I am, I'm a stray dog. I will just roam around.
2: I mean, did you not see before this podcast started? I mean, <laughs> yeah, he was everywhere. I yeah. will yeah, yeah. just
3: roam around and like appreciate everything everywhere, and like he keeps me on track. Like I'm a gearhead. I'm a 100% a gearhead, and like I want to buy the newest thing. You have gas. I have gas. Mm-hmm. That's gear acquisition syndrome. <laughs> uh, I have that pretty <laughs> I've bad. Never heard of that? Well, uh, you ever I, heard that before. Bro? No, oh, I, yeah, I guess dude. I don't have. Dad. So
1: like no. Julie, Julie,
3: our little like uh, for context, anybody listening to this, I'm six foot one, 250 pounds and like played college football. And Julie is like four foot eight,
4: a <laughs> hundred like, no, um,
3: pounds with like yeah. 17 coats on. And like <laughs> she walks up to me one day and I'm talking about getting this and this. I, I think I wanted like an eight by eight. With, like, diffusion and stuff. Like, a great purchase. Useful, yeah. Absolutely. And I was like, oh, we could get that and use it here. And she goes, Boobie, you have gas. <laughs> I'm like, what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, gear acquisition syndrome. And I'm like, "I yes, I do. I've never <laughs> I, heard that, but <laughs> yes. I, yes, I, I, I want to buy
2: all the new things. It's <laughs> a real thing, by the way. So just be prepared.
3: Oh, I, I know.
2: For anybody who's listening, everybody it, loves gear.
3: Corey, I live
1: vicariously through Corey. Corey's got lots of gas. He does,
2: and he like, but
3: he like, <laughs> Actually, he does it. The gear. <laughs> he does it in such a smart way. I mean, he's yeah. using share grit and all this
2: stuff like it's the thing if you're making if it. you're making money off yeah. of it like it's yeah. not that bad it's giving
1: back yeah sort of it's
3: like in 10 years like you know we'll be doing national ads in Corey's studio you know like yeah, <laughs> there you go. yeah. Exactly. maybe not in I mean we might be in your studio
0: but you'll have like all of my gear <laughs> in your studio that's yeah. the
3: thing like Swanson explained to me one time he's like why would we would buy it when we can just rent it from Corey <laughs>
1: <I'm> like, <laughs> you said that to me once I did, yeah. you, you, makes, you were like I, I was like I'm thinking of getting a Red and you were like, "Don't get a, red. Don't get a red. I, red." I'm like your friend who owns a boat. Just yeah. don't,
2: yeah. Don't <laughs> like. A I boat. have the yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
4: funny. Yeah, and you, you know. have a
3: swimming pool. Everybody comes to your house yeah. to swim.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a swimming pool. Don't come to my
3: house. <laughs> <laughs> he has a wooden He does out. have a red, though. Yeah, he yes. does have <laughs> I do. multiple I have reds. Two multiple. reds. What else you got for us, Corey? <laughs> uh, it,
0: the only thing else I have for you is our lightning round.
2: Ooh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And that's not a that's not a roadcaster pro sound. That's a legitimate from the mouth sound. Yes, it so is. We're going to
0: we're going to have like <laughs> an intro at some point get produced. Um but until then it's
1: Until then it's me making different noises each episode.
0: <laughs> Lightning round. Dun, wow. dun, dun. Lightning round. Wow. Yeah. All right. So we'll do these we'll, we'll do them back and forth like We'll 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 figure this out, however cool. this goes. Boo, are you ready?
4: Born ready. <laughs> to
0: <be honest> guess. <laughs>
3: I'm a stray dog. <laughs> I'm just everywhere. <laughs> Looking off. See that guitar back there?
0: This light sound. these lightning round questions like these a are truck. perfect for you then. <laughs> all right, right.
3: Light me up. All right.
0: All time favorite movie.
3: Dang. That's Forrest a, gump. That's a hard mm. one. Oof. Forrest Gump.
2: Yes, bro. But man, if I Or Monty Python search for the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. Either don't want
3: this. Choices.
2: Um,
3: I have Countless Three. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I thought it was one.
1: <laughs> I, I could two. only do one. That's not fair. That's no, just kidding. You can only you do can one. do three. You guys can uh, write. Can controls. we come back to the end of the episode? <laughs> Corey and invented I'll, this. I'll say <laughs> I'll say my <laughs>
3: favorite movie because it's so hard. Just man. give them to me. Come on. Oh man. Um, if we're going animated, it's Up. Okay.
4: <laughs> Love that Very nice. fair.
3: Yep. Great story. Yep. Um. Big fan of The Dark Knight. The The trilogy or just? Just The Dark Knight. Just The Dark yeah, Knight, yeah. okay. Great choice. Batman Begins is okay. Dark Knight Rises, okay. The Dark Knight, the storytelling on that, impeccable. Agreed. The best superhero movie by far. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. like uh, the stakes of what's at stake there. Um, I don't know, man. I love movies. So, like, it's so hard to pick, so. We'll just leave it there. Planet okay.
2: nine from outer space. I believe he told me on the down on the way down here. <laughs> yeah, Zoolander two, um,
1: <laughs> not the first one, just the second <laughs> the one. Specifically, yeah, the,
3: second one. <laughs> the second one that was made for money. Like that's all it was made. Land for. before yeah. time six. There's not even a story. You know,
0: you just you're just a consumer of media at this point. You <laughs> know, yeah, really yeah. yeah.
3: Anything Michael Bay puts out, I'll eat up.
0: <laughs> now we've gone too far. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The last movie that you watched,
2: Prisoners, Moana. 'Cause of my child.
0: Anna.
3: Prisoners? S- uh,
2: Dylan Denis
3: Villeneuve. It's got Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: Is that a is that older or is that twenty thirteen, yeah. Oh, okay. That was pre arrival. Pre arrival.
3: And pre Sicario. Yeah. So he did it's uh where their daughters get abducted and they think that Paul Dano's character did it and they basically abduct him. And like oh. it's super cool. It's super,
2: super good story.
3: I'll probably go home and watch Moana
0: first.
2: Solid sound, <laughs> solid soundtrack. Seriously, yes, it's a legitimate soundtrack. Yeah.
3: All right, favorite director: Jeff Nichols, Christopher
2: Nolan. Did we just become That's, best friends? Of course. I actually had to think about that, though. I was like, let, I'll put, no right, joke. Let, was let's, on Google. Let's be honest,
3: on the way down no, here, he, to, didn't no, even, he didn't even let, know who his favorite director was on the way down No, here. bro. <laughs> uh, no,
2: I knew that one. Let's let's do Cinematographer when we get there. <laughs> so, like, my,
3: mine is Jeff Nichols and Denny Villeneuve. They're two amazing directors. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Nichols is like, he makes the kind of films I want to make. Totally story-driven. Yep. No phlegm, no flam. Except Midnight Special was kind of different, but anyways... Yeah, I'm with there. you on Christopher
2: Nolan, though. Yeah. Concept. I mean,
3: I love,
1: love Christopher Nolan. He he's he's one of my favorite modern directors. Yeah. I, yeah. I, just, I think the, the way that he can put a story
0: together and then have that translate to screen. Say what you want about Tenet.
3: like wild. Don't ask me about. Yes. I haven't seen it yet. Don't Don't honestly, it is it's wild. Are I there think. people in that movie? There are. I wasn't I wasn't sure. <laughs> 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 All right. most
0: underrated or slept-on cinematographer.
2: Yeah, I, I, this is where I went. Honestly, my passion in in filmmaking is the production side of it. So, like, I don't
0: have one. See, see, we were having this conversation off. I almost said off-camera, off podcast. Like, yeah. when people talk about like their favorite filmmakers, they always gravitate. I feel like towards the director. Like, you could ask the question, who directed? Jurassic Park.
2: Spielberg. Spielberg,
1: yeah.
0: Who was the cinematographer yeah, on that real
1: movie? Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: Oh, uh I mean that's cinem- cinematic yeah. history.
2: Yeah, you're no, you're have yeah. got a very good point.
3: I mean, who was who was props and said on that? It, you're right. You can make the argument of all of that. So
2: I know what you're saying. I, don't, I get I get what you're saying. I don't know that I have a
3: I don't know a ton of names, but I feel like the the guy that shot um the Nick Cage movie Mandy. Ooh. <laughs> that that's an aesthetic in itself. Or yeah. whoever shoots all of Nicholas Winding Reffin's movies. Oh, who is that?
1: See, we we this yeah. is the point of this what, what point. we're talking this about. This is a good <laughs> no, I like, yeah, this. like Only God
3: Forgives, Neon Demon and Drive. Yeah. Like Drive is an aesthetic in itself. I remember I had a buddy. And me and him watched Drive like six times in a row because we wow. just loved
2: the aesthetic of that film. This it's, is this is great. Now this is actually is low key great, like getting cinematographer's name out there because they need yeah. to be in this conversation. Because because yeah.
1: the one everyone knows is Roger Deakins.
4: Like everybody yeah. talks yeah. about I him love, right I, now. Like I, mean, I love Deakins. He's li- a master. I, li- I listen great. to his podcast. It's yeah. great.
3: And he he introduces you to other cinematographers. Um, I love Deakins. I love Chivo. Yeah. Um, Adam Arkapal um all those guys are really really good. Yeah.
0: Cinematographer for Mandy was uh Benjamin Lope. There you go. Let's get that name
1: out there. Yep.
2: I'll here I'll, I'll give a plug to a Kentucky cinematographer. Uh Nate Spicer. That's a good one. That we grew up with. He shoots feature films that are made in Kentucky and he and he's done some stuff in Chicago, I believe. Mm-hmm. Cody Duncan's another one. Cody Duncan also went to WKU. There uh,
3: he's down here in Nashville shoots music videos. He just shot that uh
2: Lee Bryce, Carly Pierce piece.
3: Oh, really? Nice. Yeah.
2: Really so really cool guy. Those are some people that people may not know that I know that we know personally that we've brought on. Well, I don't yeah. we haven't worked with Cody, but Nate mm-hmm. we've worked with and so. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's such a
3: directing obviously and getting performance and putting together a vision but being a good cinematographer and being able to take a director's vision and make it visually appeasing because I know some directors because listening to Deacon's podcast he talks about some directors have no concept of cinematography none yeah and like I've worked with some (laughs) yeah 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 and then and then you have directors like uh Kurosawa who Kurosawa took blocking and and camera movement so serious that it became a part of his story like there's there's a youtube series called every frame of painting yep And he talks about Kurosawa and how, like, the frame moves from two to three shots and, and, like, how it dictates into the story. Like, you have directors like that or Kubrick, who was a huge proponent of his cinematography. Yeah. And then you have – then I found out from Roger that Roger has shown up on projects and, like, the director didn't know, like, what a medium shot was, you know? like. Oh, boy. And so, like, it's at every level. And so uh, DPs, they deserve their – they
0: yeah, weight. They goal. do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, uh, on a lighter note, coffee or tea?
2: Bourbon. Coffee. <laughs> you guys. Coffee Iced. with bourbon. Yes. Iced black coffee.
3: I don't drink coffee. Don't That's, drink. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. I like sweet tea. I'll take sweet tea. Like southern sweet tea.
0: <laughs> like rot your teeth, sweet tea?
2: Yeah, like you could put it on pancakes, sweet tea. <laughs> Like in a jug <laughs> from Cracker Barrel. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or McAllister's, if you're being real. Yes, there we go.
0: You could put it on pancakes. <laughs> Sweet tea. <laughs> I want I think.
2: Nice. All right. Uh, pineapple
3: on your pizza? Abomination. I've never done it, but I'm down to try anything once. Yes. I, I am of the opinion that you would only
0: ever try that once. Because yes, abomination, abomination, disgusting.
3: Do you two literally became best friends? Like, <laughs> during the- we're getting there. So yeah, we're getting there. I mean,
0: yeah. Favorite camera. Mm.
4: Mm.
2: <laughs> Airyflex
4: four thirty five. No, um. <laughs> That's cool.
2: My iPhone twelve Pro Max. No. Uh, hey, my, no. my favorite camera is whatever gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, just your answer. For yeah. it. So I was going to say, just because this camera was a workhorse, lasted me like six years, was the Sony a7S II. I freaking love that camera. And I just sold it. It was a little bit of a ceremonial exit. But, uh, <laughs> as in wrapped it up and put in a box and shipped it out. Is that <laughs> the
3: one where the guy messaged you and was like, I've never seen anything oh, wrapped up lens. this poorly in my <laughs> life. That was a lens. That was a $300 That's lens. That's awesome.
2: But, uh, no man, A7S2, I love that camera. That 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 camera did a lot of projects.
3: Mine is, mine is whatever gets the job done. That's kind of a cop out. But we do love our Black Magic, though. So
4: we shoot all the
3: it, It's budget friendly and it it delivers a color science and a image that oh, I think it's like 12 and a half 13 stops of dynamic range. So like we can push the lighting a little bit. Um, they just released a new Color Science version 5 that I think is really pleasing to the eye. Nice. Um, I mean, you get up into, like, alta and Red and, you know, the Airy LF or the Mini. Like, that stuff is unbelievable, we're just not to that level yet. We shot some stuff on Gemini through Corey, and I think the Komodo is a huge contender. Mm-hmm. Um, especially... At the end of the day, though, like, I would, if I'm going to drop a ton of money into something, like, I will rent Corey's Komodo and then just buy some, like, Master Primes or something. Like, glass. Totally, totally. Glass is where it's at. Like, that character and all that comes from your glass. Yes, that's that's
0: not from the camera.
2: Well, that's what I was going to, a little business advice is the things that depreciate the most are cameras. So, if you buy those, like... I would buy lenses and lenses and Good lighting uh, an lighting equipment <laughs> like like grip equipment. Yeah, that stuff does not lose yeah, value. C stands
1: do
3: not lose value. I'm I'm
1: using <laughs> glass true. that I
2: bought in like mm-hmm. 2010 mm-hmm. still. That's because, what that because it's great. great. Got yeah. that little Zeiss 50 planer T man. I love that thing. I
3: mean, like, what technology is going to change in glass? Like mm-hmm. in cinematography? Yeah, like, diff-
2: different coatings. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the difference between
0: anamorphic or not. But you're right, like.
3: Well, you have guys like Duclos and oh, yeah. Zero Optic and all these guys taking lenses from the 40s and 50s and rehousing them because yeah. glass is worth it. it oh,
0: is. yeah. But the, my, the fav- my favorite lenses that I own are uh, the Leicas that some of them are as old as I am. So pretty. If not older. If I could don't rent- you got
1: a 70. You've got like something
0: from the 70s, don't you? Yeah, the, my Leica set, they range from like early to mid 80s. I would rent That's
3: those cool. out on every project if I could. Yeah. But like at the same time and I know deacons is a it's not a huge fan of zooms but on what we do we do a lot of run and gun in instances
2: having a great zoom is worth its weight it just saves so us. much time yeah. yeah yeah oh absolutely i mean that's sigma 1835 That's you have it's Dude, we have like the same
0: one it's everybody killer. owns that i feel like killer mm-hmm. lens man yeah all right three films everyone should see before they die mm.
1: Go, Moana. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's number one. <laughs> uh, no,
2: I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> got some plot holes. But yeah. <laughs> got some plot holes. <laughs> Swanson's you go, man. Swanson's is like
3: Spaceballs, <laughs> Starship Troopers. I mean, are so, you judging me? No, not no, at all. of okay. Star- those are solid choices. Yeah. Star Trek, Starship Troopers mm-hmm. is a classic. Yeah. Right, uh, you go first, dude. I got to think about this three one. Three films, uh, personal favorites uh, that you oh, should old, see. Yeah, there you go. Um Shotgun Stories by Jeff Nichols is a great one. Michael Shannon is a gem. Love Michael Shannon. Um Apparently according to all film schools the greatest film ever made is um
2: Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Is
3: that too meta? That's pretty meta. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've never seen it. I, I didn't go to film school either, so I,
1: I, I've, I've watched see it. it in film school. You were
0: forced to watch it. <laughs> I've yeah.
3: watched it. Um, Rosebud. Yeah. Yep. Um, no, three films. I don't know, man. I like films that, even if they're not like the greatest films, that just give you an experience. Um, it's not a great that great of a film, but a film that I love is the the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Okay. Remember that film? Yep. I've yeah. I've seen it. That film, like, I left the theaters wanting to go make more films. That's awesome. That's how that movie made me feel. Um, and some people will probably be on here like, that movie's trash. This guy doesn't <laughs> know what he's talking about. Um,
0: it, like, what was interesting about that movie is, like, how they shifted in and out of, like, these, uh, I don't want to say, like, altered realities, but, like, this even the cinematography of that to go from mm-hmm. like the, the different scenes and how things transitioned mm-hmm. is really good.
3: Oh yeah. Finally thought of one that. And then probably drive. I love drive. Oh, I think drive is a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. The story is simple. There's no frills.
0: There's also not
3: a lot of dialogue. Amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing. Very it's like soundtrack. a, it's yeah. like a Stallone film. Like, yeah, Hey, hey, Sylvester, here's, like, six words you need to say in this Was era. that the
0: one That's where, like, like, the total number of lines Ryan had was, like... Fourteen? <laughs> yeah, like, something yeah. ridiculous.
3: <laughs> that scene, though, I've, like, if I say the elevator scene in Drive, everybody knows what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the emotion in that soundtrack as he's, like, they're, like, kissing and he pushes her, pushes her back and, like, then just beats the piss out of that guy. Like... <laughs> What a change of emotion, you know, <laughs> like, a
0: roller coaster of a oh ride in a scene.
3: So, like, I I love that film, and I had a lady at church, and she goes, "Booba, I know that you love films. Tell me a film." I was like, "Man, I just recently watched Drive. You should watch it." She texted me and said, "I'm never asking you for <laughs> ever again. Uh, so like, it again." She's like, "A man's head got stomped in." I was like, "Yes."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: should have recommended uh, Neon Demon too. Or oh my gold. God. Yep. <laughs> Okay.
2: All right, Swanson. Uh, Eternal Sunshine the Spotless Mind. That is a good one. I Coff- love that Coffman's movie. It's a great writer. Love that movie. Um, I'm a huge Matrix fan. The first one, the little the other two. I mean, I it's sort. There's all three. There's I three. thought there was only two.
4: There's,
2: <laughs> there's another one coming. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, a, yeah. original Matrix. I, I really like that that movie. Um,
0: I I love the Matrix. My wife, she makes fun of me because, like, you know, I think everybody has like. If you just need to have something on like or you want to put a movie on to fall asleep or just like background noise the matrix is like that for me like I could watch that anytime doesn't matter how many times that's like my go to just put it on
1: that's the indiana jones trilogy for me <laughs> yeah or godfather
3: I feel like godfather's yeah. on all the time
2: yeah there you go i don't know if i have a third one i i think everybody should watch forrest gump at some point i think it's that that good, good. Personally. I would put Godfather Part Two in there too.
3: Yeah. At the end.
0: Well, you only get three, so <laughs> I know. I know. Kind of yeah. like you only had one
3: to know. start. <laughs> <just>, yeah. When had <laughs> like twenty films yeah. Like, yeah. for two clips. So I have
0: <laughs> so in the show notes we'll include a total list of every film <laughs> Booba, Booba thinks you about. should watch. Yeah.
3: I have <laughs> a I have a weird like social anxiety that like when I have too many options I get overwhelmed so i like restaurants where like it's like three toppings you know (laughs) you like walk into a grocery store and you're looking for rice right just rice and you walk in there's like 70 varieties of rice i just walk out i don't i don't even buy rice
0: even though you could just look right there like there's the brown rice you came in for
3: take it
1: i don't was i even coming in for brown rice i don't remember (laughs) that's how i feel about netflix like i'll go to netflix and be like what do i want to watch there's too much. And then I'll have just turn ever, the TV Have you off. ever spent
3: 30 yeah. minutes looking for a film and then just stop and just, <laughs> just go to bed? Do something oh, yeah. else, totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or like, watch YouTube videos, like, of people, uh, fell Army, like, people just falling through ice lakes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I couldn't find a film. I, I You know, that's, that's a million-dollar idea. It's like, films finely tuned to people's taste. That's not Netflix because their taste meter or whatever is awful. It's yeah, it sure. is garbage. And there's
0: just there's so much there as an option now. It's yeah. so hard to. There's no
3: algorithm in the world. It's like you Could do the sort. You enjoyed Beauty and the Beast. You might might like Leon the Professional. <laughs> 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 Another one of my favorites. That's a good there one go. too. Add, add that to my list, All right, the
0: guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been fantastic.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Good. We, we you had guys had are time. good guests. We had a great time. We had a good time. I'm glad you think we have something to say. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody's got a story. Let's be honest. Yeah. You, didn't, you yeah. didn't
3: have anybody else to fill this slot, did you? <laughs> You're the last one of the day. I'm like, yeah. who can we
0: get in? Yeah, no, nah, yeah. you were fantastic. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank it was you guys fun. Again.
2: It was fun. I wish we could do it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll have you guys back at some point.
3: Yeah, the fans have been asking for it.
1: We'll see. They're they're already asking. We haven't I even released it. the episode. We, we haven't even <laughs> edited and published yet. They're already no, asking for it. Cool deal.
0: We'll uh, we'll also we'll leave links to all of your things in the show notes for today. So your website, Instagram, all those things, which will
1: be great. Oh, we should update those. Yeah, make sure <laughs> make
0: sure those are all up it's to date up before so people can
1: DM you and at you and yeah, it's yeah, up to date. Sort of we want
0: we, we want to do you right. So make sure you're good to go. Appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah. For our listeners, we know you have a lot of podcast options and we appreciate you choosing us. Check us out on Instagram at infocuspod or online at infocuspodcast.com. To learn more about today's sponsor, Gnome Studios, you can find them online at gnomestudios.co or on Instagram at Studios. Now check them out for your next project. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and subscribe. Leave a like, leave a comment. All the things, wherever you consume your podcast, we're probably there. And if you're on Apple Podcast, please leave us a rating. It
1: helps us out a ton. It sure does, folks. <laughs> Until next time, please feed your crew. They yeah. would appreciate it. <laughs> we'll check you
4: next time.